Hey, it's Becca. And it's Nancy. And this is Insane Investigations. Hey, welcome back. Hey. Hiya. Today we are back with part two of the Gypsy Rose Blanchard case. We also have our special guest Briggsy back. Thanks for having me again. So I think we'll just get right into it. For people who might be listening to this for the first time, you might want to go back and listen to part one. We're going to do a quick summary, but just to kind of... Make sure you get the full story. Make sure you get the full story, exactly. Basically, in part one, we talked about Gypsy Rose being really, really sick her whole life. The whole Hurricane Katrina trauma and Habitat for Humanity building her a new home. And then we kind of figured out that she was never really sick she only seemed so sick because of the medication her mother was giving her and we kind of discussed what Munchausen by proxy is we're gonna kind of get into where the story gets darker (laughs) so we've already kind of been through the whole trauma of Gypsy Rose thinking that she was sick and dying her whole life and kind of discovering that it was all her mom and she didn't really know what to do she had tried to escape but her mother kept catching her so she ended up turning to Nicholas Godijon and she basically said like if she can't think of any more ways would he be willing to kind of kill her mother as a plan b mm-hmm. we're gonna get into basically what happened next on June 13th 2015 Gypsy and Dee Dee had gotten into an argument about her feeding tube basically Gypsy had told her that she didn't need or want the feeding tube or her upcoming surgery. Dee Dee had told Gypsy that the doctor wanted to have the surgery and there was nothing that she could do. So Dee Dee was still kind of trying to convince Gypsy that she was sick Mm. and that she needed this surgery and the doctor said that she needed it, even though Gypsy kind of was standing up for herself and saying, I know I don't need this. Yeah. This is when Gypsy kind of said on the Dr. Phil interview that she began to feel numb to plan B. So she was kind of starting to feel like maybe plan B was her only option and that if that was her only way out, like she was gonna gonna have to follow through with it, basically. So she got in touch with Nick, who got her to speak to Victor, who we spoke about in part one, who's one of Nick's many personalities and he's supposed to be, I think it was a 500-year-old vampire. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 500-year-old vampire. And he, he was the one that was going to basically murder Dee Dee in this plan B scenario. So... Nick basically told Gypsy that she had to ask Victor and say please. What she quoted on the Dr. Phil interview was that she said, Victor, can you please kill my mother for me? Because I can't do it myself. So Victor, aka Nick, said that he would do it, but that he had conditions. Mm-hmm. So one condition that he was that he had to kill her with a knife. Yeah. That's which like is kind of violent. Yeah, like Just a little bit. Yeah, like you... I'm pretty sure, like, the whole killing with the knife, like, psychologists say it's the whole penetration thing. It's, like, usually to symbolise impotence. So, like, by using a knife, it symbolises the the act of sex, basically, because you penetrate in someone. I'm horrified. That is total. (laughs) Like, traumatised. Okay, so Victor, we're discovering, is pretty fucked up. And... (laughs) If you're not convinced yet, his second condition is even worse. And I'm actually going to even give a quick 
trigger warning that it is about sexual assault. So if you want to skip forward, I think it's 15 seconds on Spotify, you might want to do that now. So his second condition was that he would have to rape Dee Dee after murdering her. Gypsy said like there's no way that she's agreeing to that and Victor said that he will make a deal with her. So he said that he will either rape Dee Dee or rape her. Oh my god. Like, this is when shit gets really, really messed up. up And it's just... So Gypsy said, rape me because I won't let you do that to her. So she's desperate enough Mm -hmm. to let him do this to her. Like, Um, offer herself up. Yeah. Yeah. And this just kind of proves how clouded her judgment was because Mm -hmm. of her mother constantly treating her like she was sick, like she was a child, like she was younger than she was. And Gypsy just wanted a way out and she was willing to do anything. Yeah. And this is where, like, it seems like that Nick kind of manipulated her. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, Nick took the bus up to Missouri where he stayed at a local hotel. And on June 15th, 2015 at 8:56 p.m. Gypsy messaged Nick to say that she had left the door open and warned him that the door was squeaky. She explained that she would hand him the gloves, duct tape and knife when he got there and basically Nick showed up or Victor Victor, Victor yeah. let's say. So when he got there, Gypsy handed Nick the knife and he basically said, "Get your ass in the bathroom now." Gypsy went into the bathroom and sat down and put her fingers in her ears to try not to hear what was happening in the next room which you would like i know this is what she was asking nick to do but at the end of the day it was still her mom yeah she said that she could still hear her mother screaming for her so like she was calling for gypsy and gypsy said that she wanted to go and help her but nick had told her that if she left the bathroom that victor would hurt her too so she was terrified she it sounds like she kind of changed her mind when she got into the reality of it but she was told that if she kind of went back on it that he would just kill her too so yeah she had no choice she had no choice Dee Dee called for Gypsy four more times, but Gypsy didn't move, and then everything went quiet. Nicholas Godijan had stabbed Dee Dee 17 times in the back. When it was all over, he knocked on the door and commanded that she must shave her legs and present herself to him naked, which is Jesus. disgusting. Just disgusting. Yeah. Sorry, can I just say one thing before you move yeah. on? What a sick cunt. Yeah, he's <laughs> fucked in the head. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. Sick. I don't give a fuck if you have one personality or 20 personalities. <laughs> no. You are fucked up. I think he knew that she was naive and that he could manipulate oh, her yeah, into 100%. doing all of this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely. I don't see him as a victim at all. No. Knows. She opened the door and let him into the bathroom. He still had the knife in his hand. And he said, she tried to fight me off, but I was too strong for her. He told her to grab a suitcase and start going through the things to choose. Like, he told her to grab a suitcase and he basically started going through all of her clothes and, like, packing a bag. Once they had packed up all of her stuff, they left and they went back to the hotel where Nick was staying, like, before the whole thing happened. And when they got back to the hotel, she said that he was kind of back to Nick, the loving boyfriend, like... Yeah, like, as if none of what happened just happened, kind yeah. of. Yeah, yeah basically pretending that they didn't just murder somebody yeah Yeah. gypsy says that she now hates nick and wishes that he had been more responsible and called the police instead of agreeing to kill her mother Mm -hmm. though many initially believed that gypsy rose had been kidnapped by the person who killed her mom police quickly learned the truth thanks to 
the many clues that the couple had left behind. Most notably, Gypsy Rose had posted a bizarre message on her Facebook page that she shared with Dee Dee, basically saying, that bitch is dead, which authorities quickly traced back to Nick Godijan's home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they had basically went back, stayed in the hotel, and then travelled back to his home and started posting things on Facebook. Yeah. yeah. So, like, Gypsy had said, like, she'd done that because she wanted um, them the to find Dee Dee. Yeah. Um, she didn't want Dee Dee just to be, like, left there. Mm-hmm. But, like, Dr. Phil made a point. It's like, why didn't you just ring the police anonymously? And, yeah, like, just, like... <laughs> and she was just like, we were stupid. We didn't know, like... Also, like, Nick had been, like, bleeding all over the house as well. He'd nicked himself. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So, in the Dr. Phil interview, like, she said, like, there was, like, a trail of his blood in the house. So, even if they hadn't opposed that... Dee Dee would have been found eventually and they would have got caught with DNA evidence. This is 2015. It's not that long ago. Yeah. They fled to a motel outside Springfield where they stayed for a few days while they were basically planning like what they're going to do next. And during that time, they were seen on security cameras at several local stores. Gypsy said at one point she believed that they basically got away with it because nobody was really coming looking for them and they weren't exactly hiding like they were traveling like they were going to shops like they were basically just kind of living somewhat you know normal day-to-day lives while they were on the run like they weren't like in hiding or anything like that like not properly in anyways they mailed the knife back to go to john's home in wisconsin to avoid being caught with it and then they took a bus up to his house several witnesses who saw the pair on their way to the greyhound station noted that gypsy wore a blonde wig and walked unassisted so obviously she was making like some type of attempt to somewhat like blend in look normal yeah well everybody thought that she needed a wheelchair to get around and she was just walking around like she always was able to yeah so after seeing the concern on facebook status posted from Didi's account well Didi and gypsy's account the one that they shared the Blanchard's friends suspected that something obviously wasn't right. They tried to ring them and all their phone calls were going like unanswered. Several of the friends and neighbours even went to the house and nobody was coming to the door. While the friends and neighbours knew that the two often left on medical trips unannounced, they saw Dee Dee's modified car still in the driveway, making the explanation of an unannounced trip unlikely. Protective film on the windows made it hard to see inside in the low light. Nobody answered the door, so... The friends ended up calling 911. When the police arrived, they had to wait for a search warrant to be issued before they could enter. But they allowed one of the neighbours climb through a window where he saw that the inside of the house was largely undisturbed and that all of Gypsy's wheelchairs were still present. When the warrant was issued, police entered the house and soon found Dee Dee's body. GoFundMe account was set up to pay for her funeral ex- expenses and possibly that of Gypsy's as well. Because at this point, it was presumed that whoever did this to Dee Dee obviously took Gypsy and then possibly did that to her as well. Yeah, which you'd obviously assume because this girl has been travelling around in a wheelchair. Yeah. She's not here. All of her wheelchairs are here. Somebody has to have taken her. Yeah, and yeah. obviously the only person that would know how to look after her properly would be her mother. So they're probably like, even if somebody didn't physically kill her, even if they just kidnapped her, eventually she would die because of how ill she is without her like medication or anything like that. Yeah. A woman who was among those gathered at the Blanchard's lawn told police that she knew about Gypsy and her secret online boyfriend. 
She then showed them the printouts that she had saved, which included his name. And based on that information, police asked Facebook to trace the IP address from which the posts to Didi's account had been made. So even the fact that they were like posting stuff, like obviously you can track that yeah. back. Yeah. A lot of the time when you post things on Facebook, it actually comes up where you're posting it from. Yeah. yeah. So it turned out to be in Wisconsin. And the next day, police agencies in Waukesha County raided the Golda Jones home. Both him and Gypsy surrendered and they were taken into custody on charges of murder and felony armed criminal action. The news that Gypsy was safe was greeted with relief back in Springfield, where she and Golda John were soon extradited and held on a $1 million bond. But in announcing the news, Green County Sheriff Jim Arnett warned that things are not always what they appear. Yeah, so obviously people were relieved that she was She's okay. Yeah. And she was found, but like... At this point, they didn't know... They didn't know that she was like involved. Involved in yeah. all of it, yeah. Or that she was like healthy. Like they probably yeah. assumed that okay meant that... She was alive. She was alive. Yeah. And they had got her, but they still probably thought that she was sick. Sick, yeah. yeah. And she was a victim in all this. The media in Springfield soon reported the truth of the Blanchard's lives, that Gypsy had never been sick and had always been able to walk, but her mother had made her pretend otherwise, using physical abuse to control her. Arnett urged people not to donate any money to the family until investigators learned the extent of the fraud. After the disclosure of how Dee Dee had treated Gypsy, sympathy for her as the victim of a violent murder rapidly shifted to her daughter as a long-term victim of child abuse. While the charge of first-degree murder can carry the death penalty under Missouri law or life without parole, county prosecutor Dan Patterson soon announced he would not seek it for either Gypsy or Godijon, calling the case extraordinary and unusual. Yeah. Which, you know... It's fair. She was was a bit... Yeah, she did, like, orchestrate the murder of her mother, but she was a victim for her whole life, so... Yeah. It's special circumstances. Yeah, you can't expect her to be able to think straight. Straight. She was being given all these drugs that she didn't need. Yeah. And she was basically brainwashed. Yeah. Her entire life. After her attorney obtained her medical records from Louisiana, he secured a plea bargain to second degree murder for Gypsy. Gypsy was so undernourished up to this point. During the year she was in the county jail, her lawyer told BuzzFeed that she'd gained 14 pounds or 6.4 kilograms in contrast to most of his clients who typically lose weight in that situation. In July 2015, she accepted the plea bargain agreement and was sentenced to 10 years in prison. Godijan still faced the more severe charge because prosecutors contended that he initiated the murder plot and both he and Gypsy agreed that he was the one who actually killed Dee Dee. Her plea bargain agreement did not require her to testify against him. I agree that she should have went to prison because yeah. of what happened, but I don't think she should have got as much time. And she said that herself in the yeah. Dr. Phil yeah. interview. She was like, there's no excuse for murder, and I agree that I should have gone to jail, but I don't think I should have got as much time as I yeah. did. Yeah. Or even if she went to, like, a psychiatric place and said, like, where they yeah. could have, you know... Where they could have helped her. She actually that, said that as well. Because that's obviously trauma. Like, she would have been traumatised. Yeah. Like, she would have been traumatised by what she's been through her whole life, and then also, obviously, the actual yeah. act of her mom's set itself. So. She actually said, do believe that I should be in prison, but I should be 
somewhere where I can get the help that I need. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Where, like, she can't really get that in prison. No. No. But it just goes to show how bad her life was because she actually said that her life in prison is better than it ever was outside. Yeah. She she feels more free now than she ever did. Yeah. Yeah. Moving on to Nick's trial. Um, In January 2017, his trial was postponed when prosecutors requested a second psychiatric exam. His lawyers contend that he has an IQ of 82 and is on the autism spectrum, suggesting that he has diminished capacity. He had initially waived his right to a trial by jury, but changed his mind in June of that year. In December 2017, the judge set go to John's trial for November 2018, and in their opening statement prosecutors alleged that Goda John had deliberated for over a year before the crime while his lawyers pointed to his autism and said that Gypsy had formulated their crime and their love struck client had just done what she had asked so basically prosecutors were kind of being realistic and they were like look this girl she may have not been as sick as everybody thought but she wasn't okay Mm -hmm. and he basically manipulated he decided he was gonna do this he like it was premeditated murder yeah yeah but his lawyers are saying oh no like she was the one that manipulated him the next day prosecutors showed jurors the text messages sometimes sexually explicit that gypsy and goat john had shared in the week before the murder often using various personas as well as the knife which he had used to commit the murder in some of the texts he asked her for details about Dee Dee's room and sleeping habits they were kind of sexting but also like planning the murder, murder. yeah yeah like it was the relationship was very <laughs> unique yeah it, i think they bonded because of their issues that they had with mental health yeah and unfortunately that's what their whole relationship was kind of built on these were supplemented by a video of his interview with police after the arrest where he admitted to having killed her gypsy testified on the trial's third day she said that while she had indeed suggested to go to john that he killed Dee Dee to end her mother's abuse she had also considered getting pregnant by him in the hope that once she was carrying go to John's child Dee Dee would have to accept him so she had another plan she did have a plan mm-hmm. a she was referring to this as plan b but her original plan didn't involve anything illegal yeah, yeah. along with the knife that she eventually gave to go to John she stole baby clothes from Walmart during a shopping trip so she could go ahead with either plan. So she had the knife, but she had also got baby clothes and stuff like that. It seems like she didn't have her mind made up exactly what she was going to go What she with. was going to go I think she was it. still kind of like considering both options at that point. Yeah. Yeah. Which does make me think that maybe Goda John did push yeah, for the no, murder. No, definitely. Because if she was thinking about getting pregnant, like, that's a yeah. much easier option. Option, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because she did know that murder was wrong. Yeah. Like, I'm not saying that she didn't know yeah, that yeah, it yeah. was wrong. However, she said Goda John never told her what he thought about the pregnancy plan. So he just kind of dismissed it and continued to go along with the murder. Plan. Yeah. Well, he definitely seemed keen on the murder, that's for sure. Like, he had yeah. conditions and everything made up already. After four days, the case was sent to the jury... Jurors had the option of finding Goda John guilty of one of three murder charges. Involuntary manslaughter, second degree murder, or first degree murder. Or not guilty of any of them. After approximately two hours of deliberation, which really isn't very long. Not that long. Not at all. They returned with the verdict that Goda John was found guilty of first degree murder and armed criminal action. 
Which I agree with. I think that's fair. In February 2019, he was sentenced to life in prison for the murder conviction, the only possible option since prosecutors had declined to seek the death penalty. Go to John asked Judge David Jones for leniency about the armed criminal action charge, which carries a minimum sentence of only three years, saying that he had fallen blindly in love with Jim. So he received a sentence of 25 years on that charge, which is concurrent with the life sentence. Jones also denied a motion by Go to John's lawyer, Dwayne Perry, for a new trial. Perry argued that the jury should not have been allowed to hear that Goda John had considered raping Dee Dee on the night of the murder. He also argued that the state psychologist should not have been allowed to testify while Goda John's psychologist should have to establish that he had diminished capacity. The judge in denying the motion conceded that an appeals court could find the latter point significant and consider it to be a reversible error. Goda John explained that he had discovered he had an alternate personality when he was 18. In a 2017 Dr. Phil interview, Blanchard said Godajan had multiple personalities that were violent and scary. He thought he was a 500 year old vampire named Victor. I thought I was in love with him, but the good side of him. In the oxygen special, Godajan re- referenced to his evil side and explained that he had felt the angel and the devil sitting on his shoulders when he walked into the Blanchard's house to kill Dee Dee, and that the devil suppressed the angel in that particular moment. And then we have a quote from Godajan as well. The very second I put my foot down, I had one of those moments that you might only have once in your lifetime. It was an angel and the devil. First, the angel spoke. It actually said, take her and run. And then you had the other part of me, the darn devil, who basically said, this bitch is dead. I got so darn enraged that something inside of me clicked. Unfortunately, the part of me that wanted to come out for a very long time, and this was the first opportunity it got. It didn't waste any time. That dark shadow part of me that really is triggered by anger, once that anger clicks, I see red. Go get help. Yeah. Like, like, if you know this shit is, like, shit that's happening to you, go get fucking help. Yeah, that's another argument that could be made in Gypsy's case, is that she never had a choice to get help. She was trapped. Yeah. She was completely brainwashed. She didn't know what was going on. She was being told all these lies. Yeah. He knew that there was something wrong with him besides having autism. He knew he had multiple personalities and he didn't do anything about it. He didn't tell anybody. Yeah. Yeah. So we've got some responses from the community and family, etc. So the Blanchard's neighbours were shocked to learn that Gypsy's illnesses were fabricated. Aaliyah Woodmancy, whose information about Gypsy's relationship with Godajon led police to the couple the day after Dee Dee's body was discovered said she cried out of disbelief upon hearing that Gypsy had never been sick or disabled. Her mother recalled how everyone had accepted Dee Dee's claims without asking for proof and wondered if the mother and daughter had been secretly laughing at their neighbour's naivety. Kim Blanchard, no relation, who had called the deputy sheriffs to the house the night before said, what have I been believing? How could I have been so stupid? Over 60 people attended a candlelight vigil for Dee Dee in downtown Springfield the night after her body was discovered. In a news conference, Sheriff Arna said of the case, Springfield is a giving community. We surround people with love and finances that we 
believe that needs it. However, a lot of times we are deceived and I think this is now so true in this case at hand. Only one of the charities that had helped the Blanchard spoke after the revelations. A spokeswoman for Habitat for Humanity, whose volunteers had built the Blanchard's house along with others on their street, said we are just really deeply saddened by the whole situation. So the family of the Blanchard, so Dee Dee's family in Louisiana, who had confronted her about her treatment of Gypsy years before, did not regret her death. So like her own family was just like, yeah, don't care that she's dead. Yeah, Um, it says a lot. Yeah, it seems harsh, but at the end of the day, this woman was horrible yeah yeah she's the worst of the worst yeah oh yeah her father stepmother and the nephew who first shared details of gypsy's actual health when she first started using a wheelchair all later said that Dee Dee deserved her fate and gypsy had been punished as much as she needed to be so like the family are all on gypsy's side and they're like yeah. yeah she deserves it. Well, they were being deceived this whole time as well. As well. Yeah. None of them would pay for her funeral and her father and stepmother ultimately flushed her ashes down the toilet. I did not know that. Oh my God. I did not know that. That is... whoa yeah but i mean like i kind of can see it i can see why but at the same time i'm just like shit man you're surprised that someone's family would do that yeah yeah at the same time that's extreme yeah but if you're gonna do it to anyone i mean it might as well be her her. (laughs) yeah Uh, rod blanchard gypsy's father is more forgiving he said i think dd's problem was she started a web of lies and there was no escaping after he told buzzfeed it's like a tornado got started he was happy the first time that he saw a video of gypsy walking under her own power he said uh he will support her when she gets out what a good man like he's been dad really like god to like yeah like that woman was abusing his kid and he's actually more forgiving than her own family family. yeah Yeah. he's just glad that his 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 child is okay now yeah and i actually seen like a good few interviews with him where he was just like so happy like that he was just gonna get her back when she does get out and have a relationship with her yeah Mm -hmm. So a few things that Gypsy Rose said after the fact of all the trials and stuff. Um, a lot of this was from the Dr. Phil interview, which we'll link in the resources because we actually got a lot of information from that. It's a really long interview with Gypsy Rose. So we'll link that as well. But she says, I feel like I'm more free in prison than I was when I was living with my mom because now I'm allowed to just live like a normal woman. Gypsy now serving her sentence in Missouri's Correctional Center did not talk to the media until after she made her plea. When she did, she told BuzzFeed reporter Michelle Dean that she was she had been able to research Munchausen syndrome by proxy on prison computers and that her mother had every symptom. She said, I think she would have been the perfect mom for someone that was actually sick. She believed Dee Dee's claim that she had cancer, even though she knew she could walk and eat solid food, leading her to assent to the regular head shavings. So basically her mom, like Briggsy was saying in part one, like her mom was saying, we need to shave your head because it's all going to fall out anyway. Even though Briggsy, even though Gypsy knew that she didn't need a wheelchair, she didn't need a feeding tube, she did still believe that she had cancer. Which you'd still believe even just to be on the safe side, I think. Like, if you know your mom's lying, you're still not sure 
to what extent she's lying. However, she always hoped that doctors would see through the lies that her mother was making up and she was frustrated that none besides Flasterstein did. When she was asked what made her want to escape the situation, Gypsy recalled the 2011 incident at the science fiction convention, which made her wonder why she was not allowed to have friends like others of her age. While she said that Godajan took their idle discussions of murder into reality, she accepts that she committed a crime and has to live with the consequences. Nonetheless, she has said that she hopes to help other abused victims. So even after everything that she's been through, even after being put into prison and not given the help that she needs, she still just wants to help oh, people. Yeah. Like she's such a good person now. Imagine if she had of had like a real normal parent. Life. Yeah. Victims of Munchausen by proxy abuse often avoid doctors and hospitals in their later lives because of lingering trust issues, according to expert Mark Feldman. According to her family, Dean and Carr, Gypsy also exhibits at times the same sociopathic manipulative behaviours as her mother, who was for much of her life her only role model. She is already psychologically compromised and she's going to need as much family underpinning and support as she can get. Feldman told Vulture that after viewing Carr's documentary in which he appears, he also points out that post-traumatic stress disorder is likely to be an issue in her continuing development. I hope they find someone wherever she chooses to settle who is willing to provide supportive psychotherapy. So she still has a lot of problems. Yeah, as you would though. Like, but once she gets out, as long as she is able to be somewhere where she's actually being looked after mentally, she should still be able to live a relatively normal life. She'll probably be in therapy for the rest of her life. But And actually on June 27, 2022, she married Ryan Scott Anderson. So she's moving on. She's starting a yeah. new life. That's good. She's hopefully in a good place. Last, we're just going to cover off some responses from the medical community. Flasterstein, who Rebecca just mentioned just there a few minutes ago, he was the pediatric neurologist who believed that Gypsy was fully capable of walking on her own. And he wrote in his notes that he had suspected Munchausen by proxy and said it was only the second such possible case that he had ever come across like throughout his career. So he learned of Dee Dee's murder at the hands of Gypsy and her boyfriend later in 2015 when a former nurse emailed him the news story. And his response to that was basically like poor Gypsy she suffered all these years for no reason like she didn't have to go through any of that. He told Dean he wished that he could have done more. So, you know, you would feel a certain level of guilt. You're like, I could have potentially put a stop to this. I had my suspicions. Why didn't I, like, yeah. come you know, forward and say something? Sooner, yeah. I could have prevented but then all this. at the same this. time, if it's something so rare, you do want to make sure that yeah, you're, you're sure. correct. Yeah. And it's not his fault. She never brought Gypsy back. Exactly, yeah. So, Feldman, in talking about Carr's documentary with Fulcher, false car for making Flasserstein appear to be the hero of the story and a quote from him is he had a gross misunderstanding of his obligations as a physician as well as the legal requirements to report suspected abuse or neglect. The film accepts Flasterstein's claim that he was only required to make a report to Child Protective Services in the latter instance but according to Feldman, once he had included Munchausen by proxy in his list of possible diagnoses, he was obligated to make a report. This 
conundrum arises in case after case where innumerable doctors have evaluated the patient, perhaps had questions they kept to themselves and just proceeded to treat or make referrals and ditch the case that way. While a formal diagnosis of Munchausen by proxy for Dee Dee is technically impossible since she is dead now, Feldham told the Springfield News leader after Gypsy's guilty plea that he could confidently say Dee Dee had it based on what he knew about the case. Gypsy was treated like an infant and kept away from her peers, he said. She was little more than a tool for Dee Dee to navigate through the world the way she wanted to. He said it was unprecedented in the 24 years he had been researching the disorder for an abused child to have killed the abusive parent the same way Gypsy did. Her fame reached new heights when a HBO documentary was made in May 2017 called Mommy, Dead and Dearest. Further media attention continued in the form of interviews on the talk show Dr. Phil, an ID channel special, a Lifetime channel TV film and a March 2019 Hulu miniseries titled The Act. Which if you're interested, I definitely would recommend. I haven't like seen all of them, but I did see the... HBO documentary Mommy Dead and Dearest that's really good and obviously I, I think we've all watched the act now I think between us we've watched everything Pretty that we've listed it. yeah probably um, and we will link all of it in the resources if you want to have, have a look. look at any of them because obviously that goes into way more detail because we're not gonna do a four part on this yeah um but yeah if you want to like look into the case anymore we'll put all the news articles and stuff that we used as well mm-hmm. um and we just want to say a really big thank you to briggsy for thank joining you. us and yeah. helping us with this case thank you for having me i've loved spending time with you guys and we will definitely be having her back for more episodes in the and future, yeah. Maybe some more special guests. I know both mine and Nancy's sisters want to be on. So yeah. we have a few guests lined up. We're also thinking about maybe getting other podcasters on or maybe guesting with them. So we'll let yeah. you know. But yeah, in the meantime, if you want to follow us on all of our socials, it's Insane Investigations. Our Snapchat is Insane Podcast. If you want to have a look at our website, it's at insaneinvestigationspodcast.com, which we're still, still salty. salty about. Um, but we also have our email at insaneinvestigations at gmail.com for any like cases that you want us to cover or any ideas that you have. Bye! Bye.